I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Don't forget to sign up for PharrellOnABench.com. 66% of my bets covered in college football last week. 70% of my NFL plays said I went 9-4-1 in spreads. It's my fifth week in the 70s in terms of percentages of bets covered in the NFL. It's unbelievable. It's true, though. Documented. PharrellOnABench.com. Sign up. You'll like it. Hide the money from your wife. All right, so uh, Kentucky's up 62-57 on Michigan State with a minute and a half left. Bottom line is Michigan State will lose this game because they can't hit a three. I mean, they're 5-24 of 24 from downtown. They keep getting wide-open looks for three every time down, wide open. There's always one guy wide open, and they just miss every shot. They miss every single one of them. I mean, I haven't seen them hit a three literally in 15, 20 minutes. So they just can't shoot. So bottom line, they're 30 of 53 in the game, something like that. I'm going to sneeze at this point. You got one of those coming on, and you feel it, and then you try to control it. You think I'll control it? I think I got it under control. Anyway, uh, Winston just got fouled in the paint. He'll go to the line. That's the first time they'll have a three-point play uh, in 20 minutes. So there's not a lot of time left. And the bottom line is Kentucky keeps getting uh, nice looks and, and easy baskets, kisses off the glass. They're driving. They're getting, you know, shots from five feet and in. And uh, Michigan State's trying to shoot everything from 25 feet out. And they're not hitting. So that's why they'll lose the game if they uh, don't start hitting in a hurry. I mean, right now it's a three-point game. But uh, they have to do a better job of, of hitting some shots. And the other thing I wanted to say about uh, the game is, I mean, both of these coaches are fun to watch, Coach, Calipari and Izzo. But I, I have to tell you, I'm literally stunned that Tom Izzo hasn't dropped dead on a basketball court yet. Like, I'm just waiting for this guy to keel over and drop dead right on a court. I mean it. Have you ever seen anything like He has become the Bob Knight of college basketball. Has he not? This guy has a conniption Every single night that they play. Have you ever seen anything like it? This guy screams and yells at his players like no one in college basketball. No one even close. Who's the guy at South Carolina? Frank uh, Martin? Yeah, Frank Martin. That guy's a screamer. This guy is a, you can't, is there anyone that you can even name that, that screams at his players more? I mean, the guy turns purple. He absolutely looks like he's having a conniption every time he coaches. He screams and yells and cusses out his players, like, right in their face. He's, like, spitting all over them. Have you ever seen him? Like, he's been losing his mind tonight screaming at his players. And I'm like, when is this guy going to drop dead finally? I mean, seriously. I have never seen anyone literally in the longest time 
lose their mind on a college basketball court like Tom Izzo. He just completely flips out every night. I don't even know if there's a game that he coaches anymore that he doesn't flip out. And I'm not talking about really, I mean, he yells at refs too, but it's really more at his own players. He just screams and yells at them. I mean, have you ever seen anything like it? I'm not even making this stuff up. If you watch him, the guy looks like he's going to drop dead. Like he's going to have a massive coronary right on the court. I'm surprised he hasn't dropped dead already. I'm not even kidding. Like, he's too old to be doing this. And, you know, he's been coaching forever, but he is just absolutely loses it on the sideline. Am I making this stuff up? All you have to do is watch him. It's every single game. This is the first game of the season. The guy's having a conniption about everything. It doesn't matter what it is. He's, he's just screaming and yelling the whole game. 855-212-4CBS. John in Pennsylvania, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Pharrell. Uh, I'm the guy that has the 900 on uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the over for the right. season over for 11. Right. I want to know, I'm thinking that we're getting healthy, whether Mahomes comes back or not. I know we stole that game against the Vikings. I'm, I'm asking you, what do you think of my chances now? I need yeah, I, I can't. Listen, John, John, every week you call me with your bet. Like, I, like I give a rat's ass, honestly. I mean, it, am I being offensive by just saying, like, we, I've had enough of it? Honestly, Carver High. I mean, this guy calls me every week to tell me about his bet. Like, I care. Like, does anyone care? Like, after the fifth time you've called me about it, and I've told you 60 times that I think you're going to win your bet, you just keep calling me about the same bet. Am I making this up? Worried about that 900. But am I making this up? That every week he calls me about that bet. Looking for the weekly update. Listen, dude, I can't. I Honestly, I can't do it. Call me when you win the bet, and then I'll be happy for you. Because I think you're going to win your bet. I've told you 50 times you're going to win the bet. Have I not? Have I not told the guy 50 times that he's going to win his bet? I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's every time I sit down here this guy calls me about his, his bet. I'm like, I've told him 50 times already that he's going to win the bet. I guess he doesn't believe me. You win the game. And then they win, and he says, we should have never won that game. We got, we, boy, did we get lucky winning that one. Is there such a thing as, like, uh, we should have never had that one. Boy, we got lucky winning that one. I'll take every win I can get in the NFL if I'm you, okay? How's that for an answer? Every time they win, you should be happy, right? You don't sound real happy when they only win by a field goal. Isn't that enough for you? You got to have six to 10 or 20 point wins only. Now you're getting your quarterback back. You should be fine, right? Maybe they won't lose another game. How's that sound? Will that do it for you? If they win every single game, will that, will that make you happy? Because I'm, I'm really looking to just try to make you happy because you seem miserable. You call me all the time and you're doubting your bet, right? That's all you do. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I, I can't. Honestly, I, I, dude, I just can't even take it anymore. No wonder I see a shrink, honestly. I mean, have I not answered that guy's question 50 times? Have I not? I have. I know I have because I remember everything. At this point, I remember everything. I'm sure at some point I won't remember anything because everyone else in my family's lost their minds. So I'm sure I'm next. You guys will be finally happy when I, I lose my mind and I can't remember anything. Ronnie in South Carolina. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Got to see your thoughts about Clemson being snubbed out in the top four and uh, 
thing if the SEC is kind of inflated every year? Does like Florida, Auburn, and Georgia's offense really scare you? Well, no one's. Last... But Florida, you know, no one's talking about them. No one, no one's yeah. talking about them being in the playoffs. So, your assessment of those three means nothing because the only team that matters in the whole thing is LSU and Alabama. And we're going to find out one of them's going to lose on Saturday, and that'll be the end of it. And then, uh, you know. My guess is is that whoever loses is they're they're done. They're not going to be in it. But you never know. I mean, uh, I don't I don't see a Carver High. Whoever loses is out. Unless it's yeah, Alabama. I, if Alabama I, loses, I'm sure they'll still find a way to put them in it. Right. Uh, you know, crazy things happen. Um, but the loser on Saturday is going to be at a heavy disadvantage. Georgia's got a different kind of path because Georgia's going to get another crack uh, at. Bama or LSU, you know, they're going to get to play one of those teams in the SEC title game. So um, the door is open for Georgia if they win out. We'll see. Uh, this is all a setup. I mean, the guy said Clemson being fifth. Clemson being fifth, is it's just a scam, okay? They, next week they will be in the top four. Alabama or, or LSU is going to lose on Saturday. So it's all just paperwork. That's, that's all that it is. Do you think that um... – Clemson is not in that top four because of the uh, the game that they won 21-20 sure, or whatever. Sure, that's probably why. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to be in the top four a month from now when it matters. No, but that that's why they're sure, not Sure, that's it. why because their wins have not been as impressive as the other four teams right. that are ahead of them right now. That doesn't mean that they're not one of the four best teams in college football. All it means is that so far this year, the uh, – Jokers that sit on that little in that little committee there in that room that put this thing together, they just feel that their wins haven't been as good as the other four teams so far. But that's not going to matter when they're only one of the couple undefeated teams left. So, because they're not losing a game. All right. So as far as the other guy that uh, wants to, uh, we have to follow his bets. Uh, do you think that now that they'll get Mahomes back, that they'll win out? Do you think they'll? What do they got uh, left? They're not going to win out. They're going to lose they a game. They have seven games left. They'll lose a game or two here or there. They're not going to win. Titans, Chargers twice. Chargers will beat them one of the two Raiders games. once. Patriots, Broncos, Bears. They'll lose to the Patriots. They'll lose one of the Charger games. They're going to lose two more games. So you think they'll lose at uh, New England? Yes. And then you think they'll lose one of the Charger games? Yes. So you think the Chargers are, like, bouncing back or something? I do. I think the Chargers are bouncing back. You think they'll beat the Raiders? Aren't they playing them Thursday? I do think they'll beat the Raiders. This week. Aren't they playing them Thursday night? Thursday night. So, uh, what's Chargers his, do this every year in What's November, his over-under, 11? I think so. So, they'd have, they have to win six of the seven. Correct. There you go. So, I mean, at least you're getting your quarterback back. So, you should be good. And if you're not, you lose. You'll lose your bet. There you go. You happy now? Did you see... Uh, Evander Kane scored a goal in that game tonight, by the way, with all of his legal problems. He seems really worried about being sued by the Cosmopolitan. He went out and scored a goal tonight. 67-62, Kentucky with 20 seconds left in a timeout, and they're up five. Uh, and it, you know, I don't see how they blow this, to be honest with you. The way they're playing. I mean, they're just getting it done. Here's Izzo slamming clipboards in the timeout. Screaming and yelling. So, 
I got to tell you, I, I have fun watching him have conniptions. I, I actually, I'd like to see him have like a full-on one, though, like a real conniption where he just completely loses it and snaps. Because I've seen him screaming and yelling at refs and players. Like one of these days, he's going to do a Bob Knight, right, start choking somebody. You know it's coming, right? I think it is. I think the guy's completely lost his marbles coaching. He, he just goes, you know, just ape shack. I mean, he just loses it on the sideline. I've never, there's no one really that even compares to him. And, and Calipari, he gets all uh, running up and down the sideline. He gets, he he's like out on the court. Have you seen him? He's like five feet out on the court coaching. He's like in full defensive mode too. He like gets down into a, like into a, he gets like, he's, he's got like the whole defensive thing going he's standing there in the middle of the court and he's got his he's playing defense he's like running up and down the court have you ever seen the guy coach he loses it so there you go they're gonna foul they're gonna try to uh foul and get uh kentucky to the line see if they brick any of these free throws that's their plan is to foul immediately uh and try to get them to miss free throws so anyway the nba uh has agreed to a multi-year deal with DraftKings. In the latest official sports uh, betting operator to uh, hook up with the league. So there you go. The NBA uh, gets in bed with DraftKings. And uh, they were talking about uh, a couple things. The Cavs, GM, on if there's any interest in trading uh, Kevin Love. They say, no, not at all. I believe nothing anymore that I hear from anyone, uh, GM or otherwise. So bottom line is... Uh, you know, they don't look that bad early on in the season. I don't know why they would trade him. I guess they could get a lot uh, for him, though. They could get more pieces for him if they did move him because uh, they're not good. And, uh, you know, they're not going to be good uh, for a little while until these teams all come into their own. So there's a dunk by Kentucky, and that'll wrap it up with 10 seconds left. They're up seven. So both of the uh, – what was uh, – Kansas number two, right? So both of the top two teams lose. Or no, Kentucky was two. What was Kansas three or uh, and Duke three, four, right? They were three and four. I don't know what the order was. Duke was uh, four. Kansas was third. So there you go. Uh, Michigan State loses 69-62. Great start for the uh, national champion favorites in Las Vegas. And to win the Big Ten and number one preseason Clearly defined number one in college basketball gets bent over tonight by Calipari in Kentucky in New York at the Garden. 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. 855-212-4CBS is the number to get on the bench. Uh, the kid Maxie had 26 to lead uh, Kentucky. He had some big threes, 9 of 10 from the line, uh, 7 of 13 from the floor. Tyrese Maxey, the freshman from Garland, Texas, lighting it up for 26 as the Wildcats, John Calipari's Wildcats, beat Michigan State 69-62 tonight. So, now as far as uh, college football goes, there was actually games tonight, as I had mentioned earlier. They were uh, two MAC games. There's another MAC game tomorrow night. But as for tonight's games, 
No one even knew that there was uh, football. We mentioned it last night that there was going to be uh, all the games were going to be played. So Toledo beat Kent 35-33 in a good one. And then how about the other one? Western Michigan over Ball State 35-31. So both of those games were great tonight in the MAC. Tomorrow, Miami and Ohio go at it in Athens, Ohio. So there you go. And then Thursday night, you got Louisiana and Coastal Carolina, Temple and South Florida. Friday, Central Florida and Tulsa and Washington, Oregon State in Corvallis. And one of the guys was calling up tonight about Maryland uh, basketball, but Maryland football plays number one Ohio State on Saturday in Columbus at noon. And, of course, uh, Ohio State is the number one in the college football playoff poll that came out tonight. They're number one. And then what? Uh, who, who was two? It was Alabama, LSU, and then Penn State, or was it the other way around? It was Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State. So Alabama's third. Oh, the audacity of those voters to not put Alabama number one. Imagine that. So is Tua uh, Tagovailoa going to play in the game against LSU? He's got to play in that game, right? That's what they claim. If that kid doesn't play in the game, will they lose at home to LSU? Would you bet on uh, LSU to win the game outright if he's not playing? No. You're still going to take him to win. I got to see it to believe it. I don't care who's playing quarterback. <laughs> They've won with bad quarterbacks before. It doesn't. So you don't even think. I don't it, even think the kid's bad. I'm just saying. It doesn't I, matter. They, they've won with lesser quarterbacks. Yeah, I think uh, Tagovailoa will be back. I think he'll play. I think they're just playing games right now. They're not going to say if he's going to play until he walks out there and starts. Right. right? I think you won't know till then. And, and the reason why they're two and Alabama's three is is because I think the committee is trying to make a bigger emphasis this year on it's just about what's happened this year. We get it that Alabama and Clemson are always there at the end every single year. And are they the two best teams? Probably. They always seem to be. But facts are facts. And so far this year, LSU's beaten Florida. They've beaten Auburn. They've beaten Texas on the road. You know, they, they've won some games that Alabama really can't match up with right now. What is uh, Clemson? Uh, what do you think they think of this, that they're not uh, in the top four? With what they're doing in terms of their season, even though they had the close game with North Carolina, they've won every game. Right. I, I'm, I'm sure that Dabo will use it, but I think that Dabo also knows what's going on in terms of that they'll get in. Yeah, he he knows that if they win their games, they're going to be there. How many of those uh, polls do they do? How many? Like what well, is now it? starting tonight? They do one every Tuesday till the end of the season. And and there, there's not that many more games left. No, you got the whole month of November here, and what, the first week in December, so. Okay, so there's 11, 12, 13, 14, week 15, and then bowls. So in week 15, I just want to see this. Yeah, there's just no way you can gauge it. I'm just looking at the last few weeks to see if, if any of these games look like they're on. Okay, so that that is the real last week of games. That's that. Uh, Conference week championship weekend. Yeah. 
Is that what it is? So, uh, actually, it's the last regular season game, Clemson, South Carolina, right? That's the last week. Well, that's four, the last week of the Week 14 the is the last season. week of the regular season. And then the weekend, Saturday the 7th, is the conference championship game. That's the following week. Correct. So, the bottom line is, is that right now we're in, I think this week is week 11, right? We're, in, we're there right now. So, 11, 12, 13, there's four more weeks. Yeah, but yeah, a month. Right? So, four more weeks, including this week. So, this is week one of four, and then it's over. So Most teams have four games left. So, there's, there's, they're going to do this four more times, this poll. Right. They'll do it four more times, and then the, a fifth time after that will be the final one that determines. And that's the, the real one that matters. The one that matters is the one that they do the Tuesday Actually, that one, that one they might do that Sunday night after Sunday the, after the, after the, uh, the title last game title on Saturday games. the 7th. So I believe Sunday the 8th is when you'll get the right. final one. And that's really, at the end of the day, the only one that matters. That is the only one that matters. Because all these be, others are nonsense. Being in the top four on you know, November 5th, what does that get you? Gets you nothing. I bet you I can Cup go back and look last year. I'm going to go look just for fun. Who was in the top four last year, the first one? You know, what does it matter? Because at the end of the day, the first one is nothing compared to the fifth one, right? The fifth one is the one that matters. Rick in California, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yo, Rick. Well, what's up? Hey, man. Hey. So, uh, first of all, I love your show. It makes my half-hour commute every night going home go by in a flash. Cool, man. So, thank you for that. Hey, uh, your rant about the Cleveland Browns last night was hilarious. So... My team actually does have Super Bowls. Their first one was the year I was born, 76. They got another one in 1883. My question to you is, what do you think about my Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders making the playoffs this year? Well, well, look, I I think that they, uh, first of all, you know, I respect their history, okay? And I've said on this show a number of times um, that – the greatest character, in my opinion, in, in NFL history for me was Al Davis. Uh, and I've said that a number of times. There's never been, in my opinion, uh, there's some characters for sure. Bum Phillips, and you know, guys like that. But Al Davis, to me, was the greatest uh, character in NFL history. Uh, watching that guy... You know how NFL Films shows the owners and the coaches walking like you know, less than one mile an hour on, on, on their you know highlights where they just show everything in super ultra mega slow motion and they show these guys walking around on the field before games and barely moving. There's nothing better in life than watching Al Davis in those outfits he wore, those jumpsuits and those great white outfits and black outfits and the diamonds hanging from his, uh, you know, glasses uh, and his sunglasses. Just his sunglasses alone were, I mean, he was so ahead of his time, it wasn't even funny. He was like, he was Ray-Ban before they ever became a company, right? So he was like a pimp and a badass long before anyone else. Uh, he was basically Elvis, if you ask me, for the NFL. So the fact that that guy was so obsessed with winning that, like, like no other, like I have never seen anyone in my life care more about winning than Al Davis. Uh, and I'm, I'm a Steeler fan, so I hate the Raiders. I'm not a Raider fan. Never have been, never will be. But 
I respect him so much because of his father. I, I just thought Al Davis was, uh, you know, a, a maverick, a titan, just a gigantic factor in the hi- history and success of the NFL. You can say whatever you want about him. You can say whatever you want about the Raiders. You can say whatever you want about Al Davis, this or that. The fact, it, it's just absolutely unequivocally the truth that he was a major, he has been a major influence in the history of the NFL of what happened, the merger, everything else. The guy is a freak. He was a freak. He was ahead of his time. He was one of a kind, a legend. So the fact that they won when he was around is all that matters to me. Uh, You know, the son has never lived up to anything compared to his father. I hate to say it, but it's true. And uh, he he embodies everything about the Raiders. I think uh, John Gruden went back to work for the Raiders because of how much he respected Al, right? I really do. And also $100 million usually does the trick too. Uh, I've always said that, you know, if you give a 6'8 guy an a alley-oop and he dunks it, that's what, you know, that play usually works. Throw the ball up in the air and a guy dunks it. Same thing. Uh, Al Davis, to me, was a slam dunk when it came to uh, getting what he wanted, players he wanted, deals he wanted, uh, Super Bowls. He wanted all. He did it all. He got everything he ever wanted out of the NFL, and I, I think that the Raiders are great. Uh, I do not think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, this year, but I think they've played really well. I think that they are in every game they play. They are a very tough team to deal with on Sundays, no doubt about it. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Uh, don't forget to sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. 70% last week in the NFL. That was... You know, as of last night, after the Cowboys win and uh, Moneyline and laying the seven both hit my fifth week in the 70 percentile uh, category. 5-0-1 in my top six plays this week. 9-4-1 in spreads. I'm killing it. College football Saturday, 66% bets covered. I hit my top five picks, six of my top seven. What are you waiting for? Pharrellonabench.com rules. Every pick, every play, every day. Sign up. You won't regret it. Hide the money from your wife. Pharrellonabench.com. I was just looking at uh, a story about Gardner Minshew and the job he's done filling in for Nick Foles after he broke his clavicle. But uh, they're going back to Foles, right? So last night I told you that the minute that guy's— As they should. As they should. They're paying this guy tons of money. He's their quarterback, and he got hurt, what, week one, right? And then uh, he sat out, and now it's time for him to come back, and uh, they're going to they're gonna go back to Foles. And I don't—do you, do you think that the fans have a problem with that down there? They better not. Honestly. Mincho's done a good job. Okay, but, uh, the, the other guys won a Super Bowl. That's it. And you paid him a lot of money. He's won a Super Bowl. He's your quarterback. The reason why you brought him here, because you had poor quarterback play for years. It's not like this. Look, I I know he won a couple of games, but it's it's not like, you know, he went 7-1 and or something. But Minshew turned the ball over four times on Sunday. Yeah. Bound to happen. Uh, And that pretty much opened the door for uh, Foles to come back. So that's a done deal. Did you know that uh, Pittsburgh is – one game outside of the AFC playoff field. They're one game out of it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in the mix. But I don't think they're any good because I actually don't think Mason Rudolph's good. Every time he drives back, I'm scared to death. 
I mean, when he throws a ball, I am literally scared to death. I think he makes all kinds of stupid throws. But that's what happens when you're young, right? In the NFL, you learn the hard way. You know who's finding that out is, I think, on uh, on the highest level is Daniel Jones, Haskins. I still think uh, Sam Darnold's learning the hard way. What's he in, year two? He's, I think he's stunk. So, I, I don't know, all these rave reviews about him, I think, are a joke. I don't think he's been good at all. I think he looks every bit like a rookie. You know what I mean? A guy that's just trying to find his way and struggling miserably. And he plays on a loser. So, And what's the deal, Mafia, with uh, Le'Veon Bell? Is his knee hurt? Because he's not practicing. They say it's fine. And they're just holding him out. But they went and signed another running back today. We'll see what happens. I think they're just being safe with him and keeping him out of practice. Do you think he'll play this week? Yeah, I think he will. He's been saying for weeks how he's not getting enough touches. He wants to just be fed the ball. If there's no damage to the knee, he's going to be in there. But he's not practicing, so if he's not going to practice tomorrow, it starts getting to the point where he won't play. He doesn't need to practice, that guy. I mean, he's a veteran. He's been around forever. They've worked him in the system, you know, over the offseason and other practices. He knows what he's doing. How do you like that they tried to trade him? I don't think they really tried. I think it's a situation like you've seen with some of these other players where teams were calling. They said, all right, I'll listen. Let's see what you got. And then it wasn't nearly good enough. I don't think they were actively trying to trade him. They were just taking calls because people said – well, your team sucks. You got some talent here. Let's try to take it away from you. And they didn't get what they wanted. They wanted to get rid of him because of the money. Well, I mean, they're looking at it as we're not going to win this year. So if we could build towards the future, if someone's going to make us a ridiculous offer and throw, you know, some ton of picks at us or some, you know, I know when they're talking with Adams and the Cowboys, they wanted one of their top offensive linemen. If they can get steal something from like that. Then they're going to do it, but it's not going to do it otherwise. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to give the Jets a ton of picks for Le'Veon Bell ever. No, that's why they didn't trade him. I don't even think they can trade him, like, because they'd be giving him away. So I couldn't believe – I don't even know if it's true, but that the Steelers wanted him back, I have a hard time believing that. After all of the drama that he brought them – Allegedly they called. I I just don't believe that. Like Tomlin said, it's not true. He said it's not true that that they didn't want him. But I can't believe after all that that they would you know bring that guy back seriously. After everything that he and and Brown put that team through, I wouldn't let that guy even be. I wouldn't even let him stay in a hotel in the city. Send the mob over there to get rid of him. Seriously. So your boy is getting his job back, Nick Foles. After the team's buy, what do they have a buy this week? Is that what it is? So they yeah, don't even come back from London. So they don't even have to worry about it right now. It's funny. I was looking at that. Speaking of London, uh, they always uh, show up and root for those NFL games. The Jaguars were blown out twenty-six to three. They're now three and four after appearing at Wembley for the seventh consecutive season, and uh, next year they're doing it again. They always play in London, and it seems like uh, they lose a lot. I hit that Texans game on uh, Sunday, by the way. So uh, Sean McDermott uh, was talking to, after the team, the Bills won 24-9 over the, uh, Washington with their 6-2 and record. Uh, he didn't hide the fact that they need to improve over the second half of their schedule. A lot of people uh, have said, national media and the like, that their uh, record is a product of the schedule makers as it is um, – the Bills doing it, 
and you know getting it done themselves. The six wins have come against teams that are nine and forty-two, and their losses have come against the two teams on their schedule that have winning records. They just played the uh, Eagles a couple weeks ago and lost to them, and then beat the Redskins, who I think are playing the, the Little Sisters of the Poor this Sunday, and will lose to them as well. The Redskins. I believe Redskins Jets this week, right? Redskins Jets. What? Oh, if... oh no, Jets Giants this week, and then the Jets, Jets play Giants. the Redskins the week after that. So the Jets have the chance for a couple wins the next few weeks. What a thrill that'll be for everyone to watch the Giants and Jets on Sunday. Do you think anyone will even go? The toilet bowl. Jesus. Who do you think is going to win that game? Man, that's tough. I mean, that is the most impossible game to bet. That's up for grabs either one. They're both that, terrible right now. They're both terrible. That is the worst game to bet I've ever seen in my life. How do you pick a winner there? You both, both of them you have great running backs, quarterbacks who turn the ball over way too much, and defenses who are letting the team score it well. Well, you know, the Giants actually have a running back. Le'Veon Bell has done nothing with the Jets. No, they haven't given the ball enough. Their offensive line doesn't block. They He has done absolutely nothing with the Jets. And Barkley is a game changer. He still, did you see him the other night against, the last night against the Cowboys? He had that long run down to the inside the 10. That was impressive. The guy can flat out play. There's no questions asked. I think he's better than Le'Veon Bell. I, you know, I could argue that, that, that uh, Barkley's better than Bell. I would Bell. agree at this point. Yeah, absolutely. The guy's a freak. But um, this week, the uh, Bills play the two and six Browns. And um, people are saying, you know, uh, that they're playing another crappy team. But they're playing them in Cleveland where they are, I mean, as desperate as any team in the league for a win. The Browns are they're pathetic. So this game is absolutely – I look, I thought their loss to Denver was season over. Season over for them already. Now, people that are still, you know, clamoring that they're still alive or something, they were like two, five, and one last year after eight weeks. They're two and six this year. It's basically the same thing. It's worse. They're worse now because they had the tie against the Steelers last year. They were two and five with a tie. Now they're flat out two and six. Playing at home against the Bills, and uh, far be it for me to to guess that the. You know, you would think the Bills would beat them. You would think the Bills, the Bills are better than the Browns. The Bills have played better. They have a better defense. Uh, they have a better quarterback. That's all there is to it. There's, there's no arguing that. But uh, the, the Browns are so desperate to win. They obviously didn't treat the Denver game with any kind of uh, urgency. They just played like it was any other side. They actually, to me, play like a team that just doesn't care. They they play like they that they got it all under control. We're just making a few mistakes. Did you hear uh, Mayfield? We're just not executing. It's way worse than that, there, uh, Mustache Man. It's way worse than that. You guys are awful. You're awful. Your team's awful. Your coach is awful. We all know that now, right? So uh, far be it from me, but they'll probably they'll probably beat the Bills because they haven't they can't beat anybody. But now they'll show up this week when you bet against them. Right? You bet on the Bills, you'll probably get, get burned this week. What do you think? You think your Bills will handle their business in Cleveland? Well, I think they can win the game. Uh, you know, uh, road dogs, I, I, you know, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that they're underdog, but I said this Sunday, and, and it just is what it is. I, I'm not going to apologize for who they beat. It, it's a bad AFC this year. They're better than these other teams that are bad in the AFC. 
They're taking advantage of it. More power to them. I sat around for 20 years watching them go 6-10, and 10, watching them go 4-12. and 12. You think I'm throwing away a year 6-2 because they're not playing good teams? I don't care. Are they a Super Bowl team? Of course they're not. Do I get to watch a game on Wild Card Weekend? I probably will, and I don't care. That's all that matters. Let's see if they can beat uh, crappy Cleveland on Sunday. I think a lot of people want to see them, like, you know, beat, uh, like they beat Washington. They beat a really bad team easily. Let's see them do it again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.